A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Right, let's do this, boys. Liverpool are at the summit. Manchester United are in the mud and Fulham are back in the big time, baby. Welcome along to the Football Ramble. It's Wednesday, the 20th of April. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Lars Jordan. And I'm Vidushan Hagdaraja. Welcome along, ladies and gentlemen, to this Wednesday's Football Ramble. If you're a Liverpool fan, you're waking up feeling good today. If you are a Fulham fan, you're probably hungover and also feeling quite good today. And if you're a Manchester United fan, spare a thought for Vithushan Ihantharaja, who has to sit through talking about how bad Manchester United were once again. You get used to it after a while. Mm, I was going to say, it's probably yeah. a familiar feeling. It's like, you know, at my age now, you wake up and you've got a bad back. And you're like, you just accept it. Sometimes you fight against it and, you know, think, oh, you know what, I try stretching and things like that or other remedies and, you know, a bit maybe something like warm underneath to loosen the muscles. And now I just embrace it that life is going to be terrible. <laughs> so it's fine. How are you feeling as a neutral today, Lars? Indifferent? Well, I, I have many thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, with regards to Man United, I feel like we should just... Do we have bits from other rambles that you can just bring to just clip that and yeah. just the last time they played Liverpool? I don't know, the same chat. We can just bring it out again. It's the same stuff going on with them, really. Do you want a day off, basically? Like well, I don't want, no. I'm very are, you, ha- are you a I'm, South Park fan? I'm very, uh, not massively. Right, so there was, um, during South Park, there was a stage when the the guy, the character who plays a chef left. And, the, you know, it was quite a big deal because chef was quite a prominent character on South Park. And he left quite acrimoniously. I think he went on to be um, a Scientologist, actually. Uh, but so to cover for his loss, all of a sudden, they just took bits from old episodes and put it in this last episode. Right. And it's just gibberish. 
but you kind of still get the feel of what Chef would have been like had he been <laughs> around for that episode. And I think we could do that on the ramble when it comes to talking about Manchester United. We probably could, couldn't we? You know what? Before we actually get cracking and talking about that game, just very quickly, want to let everyone know um, that there is a second episode of Back From The Brink on Football Ramble Presents Now. It's a documentary series all about the European Super League. And today you're going to hear from the fans involved in protesting against Premier League clubs and how the whole project came crashing down. It is a fascinating listen, well worth it. Um, Andy even took them back to the street corners outside Stamford Bridge and the Emirates where they happened. So listen to that now on Football Ramble Presents. It's really good. I thought the first episode was very good. Mm. Obviously, a lot of good people involved. Uh, I was not involved, but I was actually not uh, offended in any way not to be asked. Because <laughs> the reality is, it would just be just a stream of expletives, really. I mean, it would, would not be possible <laughs> to use oh, anything. Why didn't we get Lars involved? Yeah. Just uh, fully libelous, uh, non-broadcastable uh, for me on that one. <laughs> Which is how I imagine... You felt last night watching Manchester United lose four 0 against Oi, Liverpool. Lots of expletives. In fact, actually, I quite, I quite enjoyed you in the WhatsApp group. What was I doing? I don't know. You were just, you were just sending funny memes. It was a lot more sensible than I thought. Well, that's how I cope. <laughs> you know, sometimes words won't do, and you need the, you need the pictures to tell the story of how you feel. No, um, I kind of, I predicted this yesterday on the show. I said it would be um, Liverpool would come out and, and batter United, and mm. that kind of rang true. You know, kinda. Well, 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 it could have been worse. Could have it been definitely could have been worse. True. I think there was a moment where, you know, United almost... I, I Actually, I say that. There was a moment where United seemed to build up a bit of a head of steam. I think it was about the hour mark and it culminated in Mane's goal. Um, but I think you could tell that not even United players believed that that was their doing. It was because Liverpool took their foot off the gas. They'd obviously, you know, were quite intense on, on the weekend against Manchester City and it felt like this was a, a quite a natural lull. Um, and United even didn't really even profit from it, and it, as I said, it ends with Mane getting that um, that third goal. But it was it was, it was kind of expected. I, th- I think the beyond the rivalry of Manchester United and Liverpool, you, you know, you've got to recognise even if you have Manchester United in your heart, you've got to recognise that Liverpool are streets ahead. Yeah, Liverpool are basically playing FIFA football, <laughs> and what I mean by that is like not just this video game fantasy football style thing, but they make passes that you should only really see if you're that little bit further away, like far removed, where you've got like a view of the whole pitch and stuff like that. Even Mane's goal for Salah around the corner. Oh, it's brilliant. There was a moment as well, like, I think it was about half an hour in, where Diaz plays a ball to Andy Robertson, who plays it immediately back to him. And he hits it hard enough that Diaz knows that it's not meant for him, that there must be someone behind him. And Diaz has got two United players either side of him. And he lets it go. And it just summed up how they just, they're just so... In they tune. Do, yeah, they're, they're so, so in tune, tune they're so in sync they? and they're they're brilliant. Yeah. I think that explains as well how Diaz has fit in so quickly into this Liverpool team. I think because the way Jurgen Klopp has drilled them, that they all know their mm. jobs, they mm. all know exactly where they're meant to be and, and how they move. And it just seemed to me last night watching that Liverpool, they had so much space. And what's ironic about that is that they didn't even need it because they passed the ball and they moved so quickly. They almost yeah. didn't need that space, but they had it and they were just relentless going forward. They were incredible to watch. I mean, it's just a joy to watch them. They're an absolute juggernaut and now they sit top of the Premier League. Yes, it might only be for a day until Manchester City play tonight, but wow, I mean, what a team performance that was, Lars. They're very good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're good at the football. <laughs> I know we're trying to keep it positive about Liverpool because the United are are poo bit. We've done so many times now. But I feel like it's very difficult to talk about this Liverpool performance without talking about the extent to which United enabled them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I have some sympathy 
uh, as Ragnik said after the game, I mean, he always speaks very well. He'd make a very good pundit, Ragnik, certainly. Like, he's very good at, like, hitting the nail on the head with what was wrong with that performance. Ideally, you do want the coach to sort of preempt that a little bit more than just sort of, oh, yeah, that was really bad. Uh, uh, but... You no, know, they were lacking both their sort of chief defensive midfielders, so there's not a good time to play Liverpool. And bringing in an extra defender to try to compensate for that, there's a certain logic to that. But, you know, poor old Phil Jones hadn't <laughs> played in about five, 15 years, so you know, that, that was a tricky game for him to come into. But when you go three at the back, and clearly the main plan is to just try to make it hard for Liverpool, surely you want the team to be more compact because as you said they found so much space because there were huge distances between the defence and the midfield which is like really not what you want in that setting at all and I did think like right towards the end of the game or was the second half was slightly different you know there was a moment where just uh, Bruno Fernandes just kicked the fella because he was just a bit annoyed <laughs> like there was, it was right towards the end of the game it was like, I'm just going to kick someone now I'm just, yeah. just going to kick someone but why are you not doing that in the first half Yeah, like clearly things are not well at Man United the team is not functioning you know people are not happy you're playing either the best or the second best team in the world depending on you know how you flip a coin between them and City and in the first half you're getting overrun surely that is the time to kick people just turn it into a scrap like this is this 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 being played as a game of football is not advantageous to us you know kick someone start I'm not, well I'm not really condoning set the tone is what you're not saying not condoning violence as such but just you know uh, interrupt their patterns try to start a fight you know add some Diego Simeone-ness to this uh, don't wait until you've lost 4-0 to, to bring that you know, uh, to bring that energy. So I thought, I think if since they weren't going to win in a footballing sense, they could have at least tried to make it a scrap. And they just seemed to be quite passively watching Liverpool cut through them time and time again, which was quite a thing to see. Yeah, I think as you point out, in terms of the, the team news last, six first team players mm. were missing for Manchester yeah. United, including Cristiano Ronaldo. And by the way, it was a I thought it was a really moving moment, very touching when both sets of fans showed their support for him in the seventh minute and. Anfield rang out with you'll never walk alone as well. I thought it was actually quite a lovely moment. But in, in terms of the players that were on the pitch, Paul Pogba obviously got taken off after 10 minutes with a pulled calf. Phil Jones, as you mentioned, started the game, replaced at half time. Not a good look. Um, Roy Keane did his usual Roy Keane <laughs> stuff post-match. Um, he said that Marcus Rashford played like a child up front. Ooh. I mean, it was, there's, there, was some, there was a lot of criticism for Manchester United and, and probably worth it as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this none of this is um, is new. I think you know, much in the same way that we could have cut together old ramble episodes, you could just get a Roy Keane soundboard and press, <laughs> yeah. press random buttons. But I think the should we do that? That would be great. I think that would be Joe's. Yeah. Just gonna smash someone. Yeah, someone's got to come up with that. The internet's good for that. Yeah, yeah. put the call out. Let's get it. Let's get it sorted. To be fair, our TikTok on him is pretty good. Yeah, it is. Actually. That's basically a soundboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, th- I think the. I mean, it doesn't feel like we could say anything new or different about Manchester United. The thing I am quite curious about, though, is every, you know, because it's Manchester United, a lot of these games have been picked for TV. So you do, you know, for those for those games where United lose, there is a degree of prominence there because they're set aside in the way that this game was. And so you, I kind of, I do kind of feel bad for pundits who have to because you, you, <laughs> you can't coming just, up with the yeah they can't yeah. with new stuff yeah I, I felt that with Keane last night like his heart wasn't really in it yeah <laughs> he did tick all the boxes like calling players children and all this sort of stuff <laughs> but it wasn't the same fire and passion as yeah. earlier because you're sort of kind of expecting it now aren't you yeah exactly um, and 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 it it just is a mess it it was again and again we've said this before with these exact teams 
it's such a showcase of one team that's been put together over a period of time with a very clear, with a great sort of clarity of purpose. Uh, the scouts know exactly what type of players they're looking for. Coach has very, them very well drilled, as you observed. Jules completely agree. And a team that's just a collection of bits. Yeah. And um, and some of it, I mean, the players are taking the brunt of it. Some of it is on the manager, but I just think, we, again, I've said this on the Ramble before, like he's a strange short-term appointment right now. Yeah, it's just not right, um, I, I think if you want to bring someone in to sort of fix your broken club over a three-year period, he makes sense. But as a sort of a 60-month firefighter, yeah. That seems odd. And he's like evangelical about the high press, but yeah. then seems to have very swiftly decided and discovered there's quite a few players at United who either don't want to or aren't able to play that way. And so he's just kind of had to back off that. Yeah, I feel like for such a long time, though, and Vish, and, and I'm, I'm sure you, you'll echo this, that there hasn't been a permanent manager for ages. Because even when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was brought in, it, that was never seen as long term, no. long term, yeah. was yeah. it? Then you've got Carrick, who was in for however long he was taking over in the interim before this next interim, Ralph Rangnick, who we all knew was just going to be an interim. So how can you build anything stable with that kind of with that kind of management in place? I, I mean, I, I think it's very difficult. And, you know, um, Lars just mentioned there about this kind of rebuild and, and Ralph Rangnick's comments. He said that there is a very drastic need at the club. And he kept citing Liverpool's journey under Jurgen Klopp. You know, he's had the time. Mm. He's yeah. had the right recruitment. So... This is obviously what Manchester United need right now. And Eric Ten Hag supposedly is the man to do it. it the, the question really is, where does he start? What's the first thing? Well, I mean, it's, it's a squad, isn't it? The squad is, is going to break up of its own accord. Um, and I think what... I, presumably, Ten Hag would want to come in where a lot of the difficult decisions have already been made. Um, I suppose a lot of the awkward decisions, not necessarily the difficult ones. So like, sorting out, I suppose, you know, when Pogba leaves, because that obviously seems to be... Happening. I, I thought, um, you know, when he actually got uh, got taken off at 10 minutes, I thought that he was just being substituted and I thought, wow, that's harsh. He did have a limp. Yeah, and then yeah. I was like, oh, actually, he's got an injury. Okay. Yeah. But um, I did actually panic a bit. I thought, God, this is really harsh. 10 minutes in. I, I think the, the thing that should be said about, you know, the Liverpool comparisons, and obviously it's there because United rivals, this, that and the other, and obviously they played each other yesterday. But, you know, Klopp's now the longest serving manager in the Premier League mm. after Dyche went so you don't just happen upon that. They they got him and, you know, well, Liverpool were in a position where they could bring Klopp in and Klopp could say, right, this is what you need to do. Trust me on this. And I think if you look at that front three in terms of positions rather than personnel, they kind of embody what he's been able to put in place there. You know, Lars mentioned the scouting. I think Mane in that kind of your false nine role as well, that more withdrawn, you know, middle uh, front man role, it's fascinating to me because it basically, if you look on the look at the knock-on effect from what was originally Firmino, Salah, and and Mane, Jota comes in and outs Firmino. Diaz comes in and basically outs Jota, and then Mane <laughs> moves into the middle. They're just all so malleable, but they're all on the same page. The fact that they could get him in and he could have this impact already—that's not just someone. That's not just down to scouting. That's not just down to. Klopp's clarity of thought and the and the ideas he's trying to implement. That's a whole club thing. Mm. It's keeping them all happy as well. I and think. it doesn't yeah. just so happen impressive. with an appointment of a new manager who happens to be from Ajax. That comes from a buy-in from top to bottom. Mm. I think, again, Ragnik has been sort of trying to carefully and uncarefully said make his thought be known about this. And I thought he quotes a couple of weeks back when he said, it's difficult to change a technically great player into a physical aggressive player. <laughs> 
and we have a lot of technical players. I thought it was just a very <laughs> subtle way of getting lazy bastards. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. they, don't, they, don't, they don't like running, do they? Uh, and it's United just, is just a team of tortured artists. Uh, just the work- like the Libertines. <laughs> United like the Libertines the, of the Premier League. Yeah, the, the work rate off the ball is just very different watching these two teams. And, yeah. uh, and, and, and if they don't, you know... There's been murmurs for so long how they don't like Ragnick and his methods, and I was like, you know what? These guys don't want to press. Ten Hag is also going to want want them to do that. Like this isn't changing with a new manager coming in. Like you're going to have to work harder either way. Yeah. Do you not do you not think that? um, Well, do you wonder if that approach to um, Ragnick is in the way that you know you don't really listen to a substitute teacher. If you know they're going to be gone at the end of the term, and yeah, they're not it's really been going to be a lot, actually. Yeah, they're not really going to influence what you go on to do next term. You're they, kind of like, right, whatever. Yeah, definitely. I think there there has to be that attitude, and I, I think you know, speaking to former players when that that has been brought up, they all say that 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 is the attitude that has to be there, and you can kind of see it on the pitch. They just all look a bit like a bit lost, a bit like I don't know. There doesn't seem to be that bite or that effort or that real passion that I think you, you want to see if you support that team until Hannibal came on and actually got stuck in. I think that's I think that's a bit overblown to Do be honest. You? I think it's just a kid who's excited to play at Anfield. Do you think? Yeah. And I think you you know, it, it was it was something to see. I think a lot was made of that when, you know, he he's not not actually that kind of player. Oh like really? He's quite, I don't know he's, much about him at he's, all. You know, he's quite technically astute. Stu, he's very, very good to watch. Like, yeah, I, I mean, he's physical in that like, he's a professional footballer. Mm. I think it was just a bit of excitement. I don't think he he was he he was brought on to be like. I don't think he was brought on to on do it, him. Yeah, but yeah. at least he showed a bit and actually got stuck in because you just didn't really see that from the other Manchester United players in the game, really. Yeah, well, to be fair, like United just. You know, yeah, they could have. Lars was right; they could have kicked them early. That would have required them getting near them, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> true. True. United really do need to get into a mindset where we're not thinking, you know, is this a big enough star for Man, Man United? Exactly. Yeah. You know, is, mm. does, does this guy have enough social media followers? They just need to put the emphasis a little bit. Like, is this a good person, and will he put a shift in and do as he's told? Like, this needs to be a bigger part of the the recruitment policy. I think. Well, possibly Eric Ten Hag is the right man to get those. To, to encourage that type of recruitment, maybe. Well, maybe, but he's coming from a club where he won't have been a driving force behind the recruitment. I mean, he's used to working with a with a director of football and with a very good apparatus around him. So, so that is an interesting thing as, mm. as well. Like, what sort of authority is he going to have? Um, but him working with Ralph Rangnick, does may, that relationship work? Maybe, but is he going to be Rangnick working has with... someone, At least Rangnick will have someone else to be like... They are shit, aren't they? It's like, yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> I don't know how you did it. For six months, bloody yeah. hell. Yeah. Well, Liverpool are top for now. They're two points ahead of Manchester City. How long will they stay there, though? We'll have to wait and see. Let's see if Brighton can do something tonight for Liverpool fans against Man City. Uh, right, let's talk about Fulham. They're back. They're back in the big time. And Marcus Speller was there at Craven Cottage last night having... The time of his life, he wasn't one of the thousands of fans who went on what, to the pitch. What, did he not? Pitch. No, he didn't. He's oh my God, dad, that's just that's the most Marcus dad. thing imaginable. Good boy. And you know, I was on the pitch when Brighton got promoted. I can I imagine you really? Marcus yeah, of course just I was. going over the hoarding and just immediately, <laughs> nah, just going back. Like, like, <laughs> Replacing a diver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. oh no, should I? No, 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 I'll just no, stay no, here. No, no. no, but um, I mean, amazing. Congratulations to Fulham. They're back, uh, promoted for the third uh, third time, sorry, in five years. They beat Preston 3-0. Um, and look, they got with four games to spare. They've had an incredible season. Alexander Mitrovic being a huge part of that with his 39th and 40th league goals last night. 
it's quite ridiculous, really, because the last time they were in the Premier League, I think he only scored three goals, um, and he didn't he didn't start every game in in their last spell in the Premier League. The question really is now now that Fulham are back up, can he do it this time round? Can he actually produce double figures? Can he be, or does he? Do they need to get another striker? What happens because they're going to lose Fabio Carvalho to Liverpool? That deal is done, and he's been outstanding for them this season. So. How do you see them faring this time round in the Premier League? Pretty much the same as previous times. What, they're going to go down straight away? Um, maybe. Maybe not bottom, but um, <laughs> it's weird. Like, cause... Oh, Vish, be a bit more positive. Uh, no, just I mean, been like, promoted. They have, yeah. But it's, you know, obviously they can they have every chance to stand up. But it, it... I don't think you think they've got any chance. But like, we, we have a body of evidence, don't we? That mm. they can't. I, I suppose the one thing that might work in their favour is the fact that given the two, you know, we're losing an established team in probably going to lose an established team in Burnley, for example. And then suddenly, you know, that that equalises things a bit in terms of their chances of going down. It's not so much that three promoted teams will necessarily be seen as mm. the, you know, the, the bottom three. Into, or I suppose, you know, the most likely to, to be relegated for next season. But I don't know. I, I suppose, like, I, I'm just going by what we've seen over the last few years. Um, in terms of the Mitro thing, it's amazing to think he's only 27. Yeah. He's kind of just been bouncing up and down in this weird halfway house, the Huckabee zone, as we term it here. But I don't really, you know, I, I don't, I don't really know. Is he, you know, he's obviously his appetite for goals is that little bit greater, and certainly he, he's turning that into, you know, as you mentioned, fortieth goal this season last night. But does that translate? Is that, you know, Timo Puki? Have we mm. seen a kind of improvement in him in his couple of times in the Premier League? I don't really know, to be honest. I think Mitro is a kind of striker who relies on service a little bit. Like, he's not yeah. someone who's just going to dribble two people and whack it in the top corner. Like, yeah. he needs good crosses. He yeah. needs balls to cut back, stuff like this. And Fulham, obviously, last time they were up, struggled to create things and, and give a good account of themselves. So that's going to affect him. I also do wonder if he's just... Uh, I, 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 you know, I'd be happy to be wrong about this next season. I wonder if it's just it's a tiny bit slow for the Premier League. I think there are a lot of defenders in the Premier League who sort of just he, he struggles to get to the ball ahead of other defenders in the same way he does in the Championship. I wonder. Mm. Uh, we, we will see. But I've I've thought a lot about this because we have the sort of slightly strange spectacle in the Premier League this season of um, Norwich like going down emphatically, but but Brentford making a very good fist of it, mm. which seems kind of weird because Norwich were significantly better than Brentford last season in the. Championship championship but I've thought a lot about it and I think there's something about how you know beating teams that are equal to or worse than you every week requires a slightly different skill set from like eking out points against more superior opponents Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I think if you're used to playing in quite like an open and attacking way you you can smash teams every week in the championship but you will probably have more trouble in the Premier League than if you're used to being a little bit grittier perhaps no one would really describe Brentford as a gritty side, but they have a very sort of pressing thing that they do and all this stuff. Um, I wonder if there's something to that. And I certainly think watching this Fulham team, um, I've only watched them a couple of games this year, so I'm not an expert on them. But like uh, sort of a mid- midfield two of Harrison Reed and Tom Kearney uh, in front of a defensive of uh, Tim Riemann and Tosin, I think you're going to have trouble against a lot of Premier League teams with that sort of... I think mm. you'll be quite easy to play against for, for quite a lot of opponents in the Premier League. Yeah, You'd th- want to beef up that centre. Yeah, I think I think you're right, Lars, because I think there's, they're always... Um, I think because of how many goals <laughs> Fulham have scored this season and because that has been their kind of... That's why they've been so good. Um, I think that there's a lot of focus on, ooh, well, can they score that many goals in the Premier League when really should the focus more be on tightening up, making sure they've they've perhaps got some Premier League quality at the back because the goals will come if they're that 
if they're that good at scoring, they will get goals in the Premier League. And it might actually be down to the to their defence as to whether or not they can they can try and stay up this time because it'll be just so disappointing for Fulham fans again if they come up to go straight back down. Yeah, I um I spoke to a Fulham mate of mine uh, yesterday, and this is obviously just you've got mates strictly. I've got loads of mates. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> we always hang out without you. Yeah, um, we and yeah, I, I was talking to him and uh, and I was like. Oh, congratulations. Just a cursory congratulations. I think I just... Pre-match congrats. I, th- I think I just forwarded on the message I sent him two years ago. <laughs> but um, he was like, it's weird. I don't really feel like feel anything. He was like, this season has been really fun. You know, rocking up to games, seeing seeing your team smash someone and like, really enjoying it and being like, the, you, know, you know, you know, one of the big teams around. And then next year, he's just like, what if it's the same as next year where it's just like we're just rocking up and being like god please don't get battered mm. by this team mm-hmm. please try and get something from this team um and because he because it's of how often it's happened over the last 5 6 years with Fulham he seems a little bit i don't know not worn out but i think mm. he's just conditioned to that yeah. like, this is just something this, that's this was the fun year yeah. Next yes. year will be the sad year. Yeah, yeah. And then it'll be a fun year again. <laughs> <laughs> People well, always talk about the yo-yo effect and the, the the detriment it has when you go down. But I suppose when you have that enjoyment of of getting promoted, you you do have to save for it. He even said yesterday, um, if you could guarantee promotion, it, you know, at the start of the season, he figured that'd be good. But if you could guarantee promotion, he would have rather done it through the playoffs because mm. oh, it's, really? it's that even extra bit of spice. That excitement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah, I can see that. And obviously that's strictly to him, but I thought that was an interesting point, yeah. On a very different note, I've been following the owner, Tony Khan, on Twitter because I just sort of noticed that because he tweets quite a lot. And I thought, ooh, championship owner who tweets a lot. This could be fun. It's almost all about the wrestling. Because obviously he's big into the wrestling (laughs) at all. And I worry about this because if you're multitasking too much, I mean, I have found I once accidentally uh, put a message in the WhatsApp group for one podcast that might have been meant for the WhatsApp group of a different <laughs> podcast. And then you think, oops. And, and this sort of thing can happen when you're doing more than one thing. And and I, I would be really worried if I was like a full-on player. Uh, sort of, what if he accidentally sends Tim Ream to do the wrestling? Or sort of like Neskin's Cabano turns out like, well, I have no idea what's going on here. They're all wearing very strange clothes. There's a very big gentleman over there who seems very angry. Like this, uh, But then again... They could be crossover the other way. Like if they really need to beef up the center, maybe get some of the wrestlers in. Yeah, yeah. Or they just might be like, oh, who's that weaving his chair on? Oh, it's Mitro, actually. I'm in, I'm in the right place. I'm in the right yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. yeah real crossover potential there. <laughs> yeah, I think Mitro would be a good, good wrestler. Oh, uh, yeah. I think, yeah. When If you're going to pick anyone out of that team, it probably would be him, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the man literally had a fight with a fellow teammate during yoga <laughs> when they were last in the Premier League. So, yeah, I mean, I'm all over that. Oh, I love it. Well, welcome back, Fulham. Welcome back to the Premier League. You're back in the big time. Marcus is delighted. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you've seen a fair few of the pictures on social media and, and all sorts from their promotion game last night. So congrats to them. And, and I'm quite glad to see Fulham back. It's nice having another London club. It's nice. Easy. You're just thinking about your commute. It's easy you? to travel to <laughs> for work. So happy days. Uh, right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's time for a bit of pep talks and we'll look ahead to tonight's matches in the Premier League. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Hi, I'm Danny Welbeck, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. That guy, Wells! Here he is! Oh, is that a bit of an omen for tonight? As Brighton take on Man City. We've got Welbs on. Come on! Can they do it three in a row? Beat the big boys? Yeah, ever since you've started moaning about it, Moaning um, about what? Just, oh, Brian, we're not winning anymore. Oh, I don't want to do the show. Oh, I don't <laughs> want to do, don't I wanna do score. That. Don't show the games. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've had quite a time of it now. Oh, I know, it's been brilliant. So um, I watched, I went to the Brighton game at the weekend. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Uh, oh, so yes, you did. You did message me, Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> what well, I did is sort of, you know, fair play. Your, your team was better, sort yeah. of sulky tweet. You know, we're unbeaten in our hyper turquoise away from home. Hyper turquoise. Yeah, it's like you're reading. Hyper turquoise. You're reading from the announcement sheet, aren't you? Hyper Turk is that kit. It's a fucking lovely kit. you got to admit that. Yeah, it's decent. Yeah. yeah. At least yeah. you did for something. Sold yeah. out. I couldn't get it anywhere. Couldn't get it anywhere. So I so bought this a is why This is no, why you're listen, mentioning it. So I, they listen to this. Like when they sent you all those pies the other day. <laughs> How can something be hyper? Is it like more than... It's just color. Is it more turquoise than regular turquoise? <laughs> yeah, I think it's not how, it's not how it's the like, color spectrum it's works. Like more turquoise, turquoise than ever before. It's like neon turquoise. It's a bit like how not, that's like hyper green. What not you're how colors now-ish. work. Yeah, hyper green. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're unbeaten in, our, in that kit, yeah. so let's see if we can get something. But if there was team. any danger of there being simmering tension on the pod because your team, you know, did bad things, I also want to just bring to people's attention that oh, what now? There is a person in the studio. 
who who kept Jaden Sancho in their FPL this <laughs> week, and there's a person who kept Mohamed Salah, and we don't need to get into which is which. But Let's you move know. on, shall we? I don't know why. <laughs> Would you I say one, one of those people? Let's say the person who did badly in that in that you know um, that scenario. Um, they're paid by FPL to uh, you know to produce a show. They yeah. should you know, they get insider information as yeah. well all the time, and they always boast about how they. Yeah, Fish, have you not been following my career? I don't do the FPL show anymore. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, because you got booed out for inside the training. Actually, what, what, yeah. what, what adds some spice to the mix is I think actually one person in the room is being paid to do something for FPL this week. Ah. And so, you know. What are you doing, Lars? You're going the, on the pod? You have a baby. You're going on the pod. <laughs> there you go. To, to gloat. Yeah, probably. Got something right for once. Right, I'm going to move on from this because, yes, that was an embarrassing choice by me. Time for this. We are so, so happy. We're so happy. We are so happy. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for that. We are so happy. I'm so happy. Believe me. We are so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down! Sit down! Sit down! Wait! Drink water and relax! <laughs> a pep talk from Luke, or rather a request for a pep talk from Luke. And what? Lars, was that the first time you heard that jingle? Um, I have heard it before, heard but it, I but just kind of caught it. Been here in the studio. Yeah, it's, it's something it's else. Isn't it? And I, I just slapped the microphone in. The... <laughs> I really think what the world needs is a Pep Guardiola relaxation tape. And you just go, relax, <laughs> sit down, have a drink. <laughs> That's what I need at the end of the week. Just Brilliant. whale noises and him going, relax. <laughs> go ahead, Phil. So here comes Luke. Um, I waited for the right opportunity to email in after listening for so many years. After months of waiting and planning my stag do, it's finally come upon itself and a group of my pals in Dublin this week. Whilst we, ha- we do have the majority of the details planned out, I was hoping that the creative minds of the ramble could help get some juices flowing. Can the team suggest some plans and also a lovely little song slash jingle to set the mood. Can I just say, Luke, you shouldn't know any plans, mate. If it's your stag do, your I was mates should be this. doing everything. This, no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just, my suggestion to you, Luke, is sit down, drink water and relax yeah. <laughs> because you shouldn't yeah. have anything to do Hydrate. with the plans, mate. Yeah, 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 exactly. Hydrate ahead of time because yeah. you're going to need it. Um, for his friends, what would you suggest they do then, Vish? So, I mean, I've never been to... Actually, no, I have been to Dublin. But I feel like Dublin is kind of set out in terms of the things you can do. Because if you're a stag do as well, you can't, there was, you can't necessarily go to a club. You'd have to pre-organise it. So a lot of that stuff will already be set in stone, presumably. Mm. I always quite like taking in a football match. Oh, really? Yeah, if you're going abroad somewhere... Um, I went to one in Lisbon a couple of years ago and I've kind of re- we, we didn't take in a football match. But that would have been a nice way. Because also, like... If you listen to a football podcast, presumably you and your mates are into football, so it's a nice yeah. thing to do. These are Wait. very sensible ideas. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, in terms of a song, I don't know about that. Do you have a stag do song? Do you have a Hindu song? No, I don't think you have. You don't have. Well, it depends. One of my friends <laughs> is like obsessed with country music. So we did her a Nashville themed um, Hindu. And so there was a lot of. Dolly, That's quite sad, isn't it? A lot it's of like imitation Nashville. A lot of Dolly Parton. And we did actually go line dancing. Right. Oh, that's quite <laughs> nice. Yeah. I was so bad. I am like the least coordinated person when it comes to my feet. So, uh, yeah. But I mean, you don't want to do that on a stag do. Um, any any suggestions, Lars? What sort of stag do's have you been on before? Any Anything you can Not take? Not many. No, really. That sort of frivolities, you know. Oh, really? No. So, so I'm a bad person to ask. And also, most of the times I've been to Dublin, my memory afterwards has been hazy, which suggests that, A, I should be a good person to ask, but because the memory is hazy, like, I don't know. People have been very friendly whenever I've been there, I've never which been is to great. So maybe, yeah, 
Maybe just embrace the get, get to chatting with the locals. Embrace the chat. The, the, yeah, this, I'll, I'll say that's the crack. Guys, yeah. I'm not going to lie. This isn't what Luke wanted. No. I don't know what to say. Like, Luke wants some like proper stuff. What sort of stuff like, is he like on? a secret nightclub in Dublin that no one knows about? Like, yeah, no, exactly. That's not, I'm not Which is great when you get in there, but no one else is there. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, all the stag dudes I've been on. What about um, like t- like handcuffing him to a lamppost or something? Why would we want to suggest that to him? <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, those are the stories I hear about mates stag dudes. You're from like a different generation, aren't you? Am I? Yeah. This is what happens when you grow up in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> the um the, the one thing I, the one thing I will say, and this is actually quite sincere advice, is that we're kind of at a time in our lives where like going away or ha- t- or friends being on the same schedule and even like finding time to hang out together is quite rare. So I think stag do should be more about actually fuck it. Where do we want to go and mm. what do we want to do? Obviously keep some stuff private, but also just like just go out and um, yeah experience new places because yeah the, that time off the, you know the world. So, so we don't, we don't know day, how old Luke is. Says he's been listening for many years, so maybe because I think maybe I'm aging myself a bit, but I increasingly feel like I want to give like sensible advice, like hydrate, like don't get so drunk you can't chat to your friends in a coherent manner. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm my a- suggestion is a glass of water between each drink, and then handcuff yourself to a post. Yeah, and then do that. Yeah, I, remember. I to- what kind of advice is this? Remember Just- to go toilet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Simple things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't walk on your face. Don't do <laughs> don't do shots any earlier than let's say four p.m. I'd mm. say. No, no, that's, that's fine. Do shots. Shots. Yeah, yeah. During yeah. the day. Yeah. Fine. All right. So, Favorite shot. What's your like shot of choice? Yeah, me too. Yeah. Sambuca. Yeah. What about apple sours? They don't really do anything though, do they? Yeah, but they are good. Nah, they're not. Because they just they just about eight. Nah, just sticky tongue. <laughs> they don't really do anything. If you want to do it, do it properly. You got a bit of money now. What are you drinking apple sours apple for? Apple sours taste good. No. But don't kiss your teeth at me. <laughs> Listen, I'll be in the big chair in the corner with a whiskey. <laughs> yes, Lars. You just with my arms that. crossed. There you go. That's your advice, Luke. Do a happy. Lars. Do a Lars. Um, right. So that is all for Pep Talks. Don't forget if you've got any questions for us, any dilemmas, anything you want help with, as you can tell, we're really helpful people. So send them in. Uh, we'll get to them every Wednesday. Show at footballramble.com or tweet at footballramble. Right. Let's get back to some football. Before we um, preview tonight's matches, just a quick word um, with our little expert here in the studio, Lars, on early. Holland, little, little expert uh, <laughs> here on some European stuff uh, because uh, you. Well, let let's just get the latest. You're on the smallest person in the world. <laughs> like I'm generally being called little doesn't happen a lot to me. <laughs> Sorry, be, be... <laughs> coming from the smallest person on the ramble. Be... Um, what is the what is the latest? Because it looks as though this move for Erling Haaland to City is done. Is it happening? Is it is it a, a done deal? Well, there, there's still some who insist that it hasn't been done yet. Um, and if you follow uh, Jan Ogafjordhoft, who of course has is, is interviewed uh, <laughs> Erling Haaland many, many times and has you know certain connections with uh, with them, he insists that nothing's been decided yet as of right now at the point of recording. But of course, other reports suggest that the thing to Manchester City is is, is basically done. So I think I'm still still on the wait and see thing. It does look an awful lot like it'll be Manchester City. Mm. Mm. Pep refused to answer any questions on it yesterday, doing a classic Pep. But of course, that he's he's going to do that until it is officially all done. Um, there's a, there's a few kind of um, as people are starting to talk about this move now that it's looking like it's likely to happen, and and how this is going to work for Manchester City in terms of the team. Will they have to set up differently with them in the side? Could it upset the Apple Cup? But sh- I mean, surely. Surely he's. I mean, he's one of the best players in the world. This is only going to be good things for City, right, Vish? 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel like, it feels like there's something they don't really have. Um, and I suppose we'll find out come the end of the season, obviously, as we reverse engineer all the opinions that we held during the season about whether it costs them in any way, shape or form. Um, I was going to ask Lars, actually, um, because, you know, he's going to start, you know, if he does sign mm. for Manchester City, mm. he's going to mm. start like many Manchester City signings do in that they generally start on the bench until they kind of cut, get up the, the speed with the mm. with the system or Pep Guardiola trust them, whichever comes first, I suppose. And I suppose that they are both linked. Um, but I feel like with Haaland, so much has come to him so quickly that would he have the patience for that or would he have the patience for that? And, and would he get the like, you know what, I'm, I, this is the top tier now. I can bide my time a bit. I am here. This is an interesting question. He wouldn't be happy on the bench. He's he's not the kind of person who's happy collecting his money on the bench. Um, but I'm I'm sure he would channel it in a positive way and 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 work really hard and all these things. As a type of, of as a character and as a player, he is kind of different from what they have in the sense of, you know, he's a striker who doesn't do much else than being a striker, and that that is traditionally not a type of player Guardiola has been that keen to work on. You do get the sense that in an ideal world, Pep Guardiola would like have ten midfielders on the pitch mm-hmm. and just the old like short little technical people who run around. Uh, whereas Holland is is very very different, but he is. I think he's a player who, unless you watch him regularly, you can kind of misunderstand what kind of player he is. I mean, because he's big, but he's definitely not a target man. Yeah, like yeah. his his hold up play isn't actually great, and 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 what he does well. I think if you did the thing like on the football manager games where there's just dots moving around, like mm. if you made the, his all all his goals two D. I suspect a lot of his goals would look like Jamie Vardy goals or something yeah, like this, like because yeah. okay. he's all about bursting into space yeah. and his clever pattern of movement. So when you look at City. They create so many chances for like cutbacks, like when they get to the byline cutback. Yeah, like, I can imagine him sort of being there to thrash home about mm. fifty of those a season. Yeah. you know he's very good at that. His movement in God, the box is yeah. very clever. He's good at running in behind. Um, he's he he does work off the ball. He's not like Ronaldo who just doesn't do anything. But he has been a little bit exempt from defensive work. I mean, at Dortmund, it's been a little bit okay. So you, Erling, you just lurk up there and wait for a chance to run in behind and stuff. So I think Pep might want him to up his work rate a little bit and use some more energy chasing. But I think he can do that. You know, he's a young and fit lad. There's there's an interesting sort of personality thing. You know, I'm sure a lot of people listening... I kind of love it. I love the kind of... The, the tension there. I'm yeah. sure a lot of people listening will have either read the Barcelona Ibrahimovic biography or know of it. And his had a terrible time at Barcelona, but he really struggled with like the culture of the schoolboys of Barcelona, mm-hmm. the sort of uh, short Spanish lads who did everything they were told and were just very pleasant. The teacher's pets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and how yeah. he just didn't like that at all. Like, Holland seems to be quite a bit more Ibra in his approach to mm-hmm. life. Like He's a big character and, and, and stuff like that. And I think him and Guardiola will be an interesting sort of clash of, of um, yeah, there's a bit of a culture clash there, I think, him going to City, which is interesting. It's an interesting thing to, to, to follow. I think it's going to be incredible if this obviously does go through and happens. De Bruyne feeding mm. Erling Haaland. I 100%. Mean, that's frightening. Yeah, it is, especially the way you said feeding and the size of the man. <laughs> <laughs> Chucking human bodies in there and he's just pulling them out, the skeletons oh. when he picks his teeth. Honestly, um, them two at their peak, though. Can you imagine it? It's just Well, I suppose it's scary. interesting to see how many, how many years De Bruyne has left because, I mean, on his, on his day, he's, he's still the best midfielder in the country, like by a distance, in oh, my yeah. opinion. Um, will they have to play very differently? I suppose not given what Lars said in terms of the way he plays. He mm. probably just gives him 
a different kind of outlet through the middle. He was someone who can burst in and break that back line. I suppose maybe even, you know, we saw, you don't really see it with City, but I suppose some of the movements that we saw with Liverpool yesterday where they know people are going to be breaking through and being onside, that mm. might open them up. So suddenly they feels like they've got a more 360-degree way of playing. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm fascinated to see if Guardiola changes the way he approaches things. You know, I, I thought Gabriel Jesus, when he signed, was being groomed to replace Aguero. That hasn't quite come to fruition. He's mm. been someone who, you know, even on the weekend in the FA Cup game, played out on the right. Grealish was the one who played through the middle and, and seemed to struggle a bit. Is Haaland going to be someone who might start on the right, for example? And um, if they're playing in a quite malleable way, it doesn't necessarily matter if when they kick off, he's standing over there. If it's, you know. Um, so, yeah, I'd be fascinated to see what he's doing. And presumably, you know, Guardiola wouldn't have sanctioned this deal had he not had an idea of what he wanted with yeah, him. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. Um, and it's good news as well for Spurs because it looks more likely that Harry Kane will stay if this happens as well. Which yeah, is, penny um... penny for Charlie Kane's thoughts. <laughs> uh, if, if this move goes through. Um, I, I, I do think, in terms of his choice of club, I think one thing that favors City a little bit is that there's such an obvious need for a striker there. Uh, you know, if he if he goes to Real Madrid, which is the other option that's been mooted, you know, they're trying to bring in Kylian Mbappe. Is the team big enough for the both of them? You know, I think that's sort of class you might want to avoid. One of the big reasons he went to Dortmund when he moved from Salzburg was that again they had no forward at the time, so there was mm. an obvious space there for him. But I do also think. Hmm, I'm not fully convinced. I'm sure he'd love it. And then the energy of the the crowd here in England is, is tremendous and the slightly sort of helter-skelter nature of, of some of the English Premier League matches is, is good for him. But, but, but I'm a little bit concerned about him physically because he does pick up injuries. Mm. Uh, he has uh, increasingly a record of picking up little niggling injuries. Could be that he's just he knows he's probably moving this summer, so he's not taking any risks with anything. But but actually, currently we have this sort of slightly strange situation where Marco Rosa, his coach, has basically said that he's refusing to take an MRI scan. Uh, this is an amazing quote from a coach saying that uh, yeah, we we can't stick the lad in an MRI tube if he doesn't want it. You know, which is I think is a good. You actually can't stick people into MRI tubes if they don't want to. I yeah. think that's true. Yeah. You can't. Uh, that that's very good from. But uh, yeah, I do wonder about him going to England this early in his career and basically being kicked around a lot um, and maybe a little bit more than you do in other leagues um, how many years of that does he have in him I'm, I think is an interesting question that's uh, yeah. that's kind of hanging in the air there a little bit yeah we'll see okay well on tonight's games just to let you know what we've got coming up so Newcastle take on Crystal Palace Man City face Brighton looking to go back to the top of the table but let's see whether Brighton can get another win against one of the big boys um, Everton take on Leicester it's another crunch clash for uh, Frank Lampard's side, they are, I think it's three points above the bottom three at the moment heading into that game. Uh, so they need a win desperately. And um, Chelsea face Arsenal. I think this is um, a really interesting match. It's the first time that we're going to see the game uh, at Stamford Bridge. Um, just played in front of 25,000 season ticket holders. Remember, Chelsea can't sell any new tickets. So the sanctions starting to take effect at Stamford Bridge from this match. Um, but for Arsenal, I mean, well, they need a win desperately. Three defeats in a row now Vish and that top four is um, well it looks like no one bloody wants it at the minute but this is a game where this is that this is actually their game in hand on Spurs so they need to win it really but can you see that happening? Um, I can yeah I mean obviously their form is, is pretty rotten but Chelsea feel like in a in a bit of a weird space at the moment they were very very professional against Crystal Palace and I suppose they have been through um, you know through this period of uncertainty with their 
with their ownership. But I mean, I, I can definitely see them getting something from this game because I think because it's you know because of the opposition in Chelsea, there's a bit more feel to it. So you kind of. I suppose you can kind of approach it less in regards to form, but um, I, th- I think they they really need to impact on Chelsea. I think Chelsea have struggled this season when teams have come at them, and I suppose the thing working against Arsenal is they'll be pretty low on confidence, mm. and so their you know their desire to really go at Chelsea might be diminished than say it would have been a month ago when they were doing that great run, and it, and it looked like I think I even said on the show and it looked like they had fourth place sewn up, so. Yeah, very be interesting. Well, we'll see what happens, won't we? Um, those are the matches tonight. The team will be back tomorrow to go through them all. Lars Vish, good to see you both. Got good plans, to see you. Plans in the London sunshine for the rest of the day? No, I'm going to be stuck inside writing. Oh, sorry. Like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for having it in, though. What about you, Lars? Same. Oh. <laughs> well, I'll go and have a drink for both of you then. Um, thanks I've for listening. Yeah, last time I was on, I'm going to drop this in. Last time I was on, you and, and, and Pete were like comparing tans. Mm-hmm. And I, I have been here... No She's one's not, do, not doing that today now. No she? one's pointed out that I have attained some color over the weekend. Have you? I, well, you, you no, apparently not. <laughs> I, I, I thought so. I went to I went to Luton and got slightly sunburned. You know, I went to Cost, Cost, Costa del Bedfordshire and, and got you know, yeah, yeah. That's but you've not even brought it up. I'm very disappointed. I must try harder. Must try harder. Get some of that tanning oil on, mm, Lars. Oh, yes. Next time I go to losing, I'll oil, oil that. <laughs> oil yourself up, baby. Uh, right, thanks for listening to the Football Rebel, guys. Part of the ACAST Creator Network. We'll see you tomorrow. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. 